Hello and welcome to Embassy City Church Podcast. This is a place where all people can experience the love of God through the Word of God. Our prayer is that you will be inspired and transformed. Thank you for joining us today. Repeat after me. Today. Today. Louder. Today. Today. The Holy Spirit Spirit is going to speak to me about my face. After today, I will know and fully understand that even though I have on my best face right now, there are times and there are seasons when I cannot fix my face. And in those moments, I need at least one person that will let me have the ugliest, most wrecked, unkept, teary-eyed, broken-hearted face of all time. That person is not optional for me to make it through that type of season. That person is absolutely necessary. And today, I give myself permission to have that type of person in my life. Let's go. Let's go. The book of Ruth, chapter number one. I'm going to read the entire chapter. It's 22 verses. You're going to deal with that. I'm going to read the entire first chapter. And I just, there's just something here based on that video that I saw. The Holy Spirit led me to Ruth chapter number one. And there's something here that resonates with me. And I believe that will resonate with you. Reading from the New Living Translation, here is what it says. In the days when the judges ruled in Israel, a severe famine came upon the land. So a man from Bethlehem in Judah left his home and went to live in the country of Moab, taking his wife and two sons with him. The man's name was Elimelech and his wife was Naomi. Their two sons were Milan and Kilion. They were Ephathrites from Bethlehem in the land of Judah. And when they reached Moab, they settled there. Then Elimelech died and Naomi was left with her two sons. The two sons married Moabite women. One married a woman named Orpah and the other a woman named Ruth. But about 10 years later, both Milan and Kilion died. This left Naomi alone without her two sons or her husband. Then Naomi heard in Moab that the Lord had blessed his people in Judah by giving them good crops again. So Naomi and her daughters-in-law got ready to leave Moab to return to her homeland. With her two daughters-in-law, she set out from the place where they had been living and they took the road that would lead them back to Judah. But on the way, Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, go back to your mother's homes May the Lord reward you for your kindness to your husbands and to me. May the Lord bless you with the security of another marriage. 
Then she kissed him goodbye, and they all broke down and wept. No, they said, we want to go with you to your people. But Naomi replied, why should you go on with me? Can I still give birth to other sons who could grow up and be your husbands? No, my daughters, return to your parents' homes, for I am too old to marry again. And even if it were possible and I were to get married tonight and bear sons, then what? Would you wait for them to grow up and refuse to marry someone else? No, of course not. My daughters, things are far more bitter for me than for you because the Lord himself has raised his fist against me. And again they wept together and Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye. But Ruth clung tightly to Naomi. Look, <laughs> Naomi said to her, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. You should do the same. But Ruth replied, don't ask me to leave you or turn back and turn back. Wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. Wherever you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. May the Lord punish me severely if I allow anything but death to separate us. That's right, or die right there. <laughs> when Naomi saw that Ruth was determined to go with her, she said nothing more. So the two of them continued on their journey. When they came to Bethlehem, the entire town was excited by their arrival. Is it really Naomi? The women asked. Don't call me Naomi, she responded. Instead, call me Mara, for the Almighty has made life very bitter for me. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me home empty. Why call me Naomi when the Lord has caused me to suffer and the Almighty has sent such tragedy upon me? So Naomi returned from Moab, accompanied by her daughter-in-law, Ruth, the young Moabite woman. They arrived in Bethlehem in late spring and at the beginning of the barley harvest. If you're taking notes on this message, it was the same as the video. Whatever it is, let's face it together. Bow your heads. Let's pray over this word, shall we? Holy Spirit, give us a friend. Amen. I, I want to deal with this story through the four points that I have to this message. And so uh, uh, instead of giving a lot of story and content up front and then jumping into my points, my points will allow me to unfold the story. Is that OK? Uh, point number one, please write this down. Life happens. Life simply happens. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, but life just happens. For uh, Naomi, her husband Elimelech, for her two sons, uh, their, their, their subsequent wives, wives later, it was, it was feast and then it was famine. It was enough maybe even more than enough, and then it was barely enough or not enough. But, but when life happens, how many of you all know, how many have lived long enough to know, sometimes it's good, and sometimes it's bad. 
They're living in Judah. Everything's fine. They have enough. They did not know a famine was coming, but the famine changed their situation and, and they had lived through good seasons and then they had to endure bad seasons. Life comes to all of us and it just happens to us. There's sometimes that, that, that we can say, okay, I did that. I'm, I'm, I'm experiencing a consequence to this decision that has made my life good or, or could have made my life bad. But sometimes it's circumstances that are out of your control. Getting laid off is out of your control. The industry that, that, that you've been in for 30 years changes and, and, and it's now more automated than it is manual and, and, and life changes. It's out of your control. Life just happens. And sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. Let me ask this question. Take a poll. How many people would say I'm in a good space in life right now? Just raise your hands. It's, it's good, right? Don't be ashamed of it either. Like, well, I don't want to put my hand up. Is there any wood around to knock on? We don't believe in superstition. God is the God. God is the God of all seasons. Winter, spring, summer and fall. So, so raise your hand. I'm in a good season in life right now. Amen. It's good. Don't live your life waiting for the other shoe to drop. Just live. It's good. Enjoy it. How many people would say it's, it's bad right now? It's just bad. Lift your hands. If that's you, it's, it's, it's bad right now. I get it. I know what bad seasons look like. But the same God that's in the good season is the same God in the bad seasons. Whether it's feast or famine, he's present. Whether it's high or low, he's there. And they go through this, this season where things go from really, really good economically and, 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 and provisionally to, to, to really, really bad. And they have to move. They have to move to, to, to an area where, where, where they don't have a community that has a covenant like they do. They move from Judah to Moab. And while there is a bloodline relationally, the covenant is not with Moab like it is with the land of Judah. But, but sometimes there are situations and circumstances that mean you have to make a move. Sometimes there are situations that come up and you cannot stay here because if you do, you will die. How many of you know sometimes those transitions and those moves seem like that they are taking you out of the will of God, but they're actually leading you into his purpose and plan for your life? Well, I'm not going down to Moab. There's no covenant there. I'm not going down to I'm not taking that job because because I can't pray like I used to at my other job. They don't even want me to have my Bible out. God might be trying to do something for you through a place that looks completely antithetical to the way that you are used to serving him. They wind up down in Moab and, 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 and they're just experiencing life. Which brings me to point number two. 
life changes. Ooh. Anybody experience a change in life that you did not vote for, that you were not prepared for, that you did not see, you didn't, you have a little savings account, but you didn't see that coming, right? Same two bullet points apply. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. What they experienced with these changes in life was, 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 was literal life and death. Naomi's married to this wonderful man named Elimelech, and they, they have two sons. They move down to Moab, and, and, and her, her, her two sons find two beautiful uh, wives. And, and, and even though it seemed bad, man, they, they, they made the change, and they stabilized, and the sons got married, and yay! Then the husband dies. This is in the first four verses. I'm like, hey, can we just... Couldn't you make this eight chapters and let it breathe a little bit? First four verses. Here is the family and the drama. Elimelech dies. And then Naomi's two sons die. Life seemed to change fast. Before they could even have any children. Orpah and Ruth's husbands were dead. And now we have three widows that are trying to figure out what life looks like. With the way that the, 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 the family structure was, was uh, comprised at that time, the, the, their provision has literally been cut off. What are they going to do? How are they going to act? And, and, and life changed. The wedding was wonderful. The death was horrible. The wedding was amazing. The divorce was painstaking. The birth of the child was amazing. The loss of that same child. Gone too soon is devastating and life is changing and it's not asking permission. Life is changing. And it's not checking in with you. Life is changing and you're unprepared for it. And when life changes like that, it can start changing the way you see the God that you serve. When life changes like that, you start asking some questions. When life changes like that, you start thinking to yourself, did I, have I done, did I do something wrong? I'm checking myself, I, let me go back in my journal. I, I get up and pray. Let me go check my tithing record. Have I been tithing? Because anytime something goes wrong, the first thing we go to is performance and works. Let me, go let me go check my church attendance. As if if it was perfect, life won't happen. <laughs> let me check my tithing record. Have I, I think I've, I've tithed for six years in a row. Every time I got a bonus, I tithed off that. People gave me uh, 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 gift cards. I tithed off the gift card. <laughs> I've done it all. 
Your, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Somebody needs to write this down. Your faithfulness does not give you immunity Amen. to life. Ooh. I'm going to let that marinate right there. I didn't see that coming. That's good. Your faithfulness does not give you immunity to life. Ask Jesus. Without spot or blemish ends up crucified. What you think will happen to you? <laughs> Life can change. But when it does, how do you respond to it? Point number three, I want you to write this down. Because this point should give you a context of the decisions that you have to make. Point number three is simply life goes on. <laughs> life goes on. But you need this bullet point in your life. Please write this down. It's your choice. Hear me. It is your choice how life goes on. It can go on pleasantly or it can go on bitterly. It's your decision. In our text, Naomi has experienced so much life. It hasn't gone the way that she thought it should go. So after the death of her husband and her two sons, they find out that in Judah, the place they left that was in a famine is now experiencing incredible growth again. The crops are growing back bountifully. They are growing back enough for the economy to really pick up and for people to be stabilized with provision. And they say, we're going to go back home. It was a good move. We moved down here. Now we're going to move back. I get to go to my hometown. She takes her, her daughters-in-law and she says, let's go back. Let's go back to Judah. I hear things are good now. We, 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 can, we can go back and, and, and I believe that God's going to do something great. And as they begin to journey back, what we know in hindsight is that the enemy began to mess with Naomi on the way back. And I don't know if they got a third way back or a halfway back or three quarters of the way back, but at some point she stops. And the narrative that's been playing in her mind is, God did this to me. For some reason, I've made him mad, and that's why he took my husband. For some reason, I've done something so wrong that he took my kids too. So you know what? I, don't come with me. Y'all just go, y'all have an opportunity to go do something with your life that I can't do with mine. I'm old now. And the violins come out. <laughs> and that orchestra starts playing and you really get into it because 
I've tried everything I could. start crying <laughs> it is pretty bad your husband gone my husband gone her husband gone oh God. we all lost a job at the same God. turn into a mess <laughs> And she hugged him and told him to go, no, no, no. We want to stay with you. Ever been around somebody whose pity party is so bad? You're like, no, I want to be here for you. No! They, stop, they start self-sabotaging. No, get out! Get out! Did you spit on me? I hate you! I never want to see you again! Naomi was in a bad spot because she made a choice to see life differently as life happened. The second appeal that she gave, no, what are you going to do? And, and, and you, 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 when you're in a pity party, you overthink everything. Go back and read Naomi's account. What are you going to do? Huh? You're going to wait till I get married again? Have two more sons? Wait for them to grow up? And then marry them? Of course not. First of all, ew. Girl, didn't nobody say nothing about waiting for you to get married again and having... And I'm gonna babysit this boy and wait till he grows up and then marry him? How about no? You overthinking this, boo. I just said I wanted to roll with you to Judah. I didn't say nothing about... Hey, you think you could have two more sons and then let me possibly get one? Like what? <laughs> Creepy. But when you are allowing a spirit of depression yeah. to inform your narrative, you will sound creepy. Crazy. Orpah's like, I had to walk all the way off the platform because she was gone. I needed you to get a visual representation of Orpah leaving the scene. <laughs> Ruth doesn't leave. Ruth looks that pity party in the face and says, I'm not going nowhere. Wherever you go, I go. Your God is my God. When you die, I'll die. May I be severely punished by a God that I didn't know till I met you. 
if I walk out of your life just because you hit hard times. Did you think I was in your life because you had a good job? Did you think I was in your life because you had influence? Because you had, because you had a title? Do you think that I was in your life because you pay for dinners? I'm not just here for the good. I'm here for the bad. I married into this. So if this is what we're going through, this is what we are going through. Scripture says she clung to Naomi. It's the same Hebrew word as Adam and Eve cleaving to each other. She said, I am staying with you. See, Naomi had made her choice, but Ruth had made a choice as well. And as they get back to where they're going, oh, Naomi's back. It's good to see you. Don't call me Naomi no more. I changed my name. What's your name now? Mara. <laughs> because God, here's the thing. Again, when, when, when life is going bad, you have to resist the urge to say God did this to you. God said, I'm just going to be with you through life. But you're going to have to face it. <laughs> There's some of us that came out of some very bad families, had some, had some terrible upbringings. If we were to open up the mic and, and people talked about my parents and, and, and I moved a bunch of times and, and, my, and my mother was abusive or my father was abusive. You, 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 just, you had to just play the, the hand you were dealt. But God promised to be with you in it and to redeem yes. what was going on. But the narrative of God did this to me. I can't know he did not do this to you. But he will be with you through this. Call me Mara. I changed my name. Where'd you change it? On the way back. My name's Mara now. She, she, she goes from Naomi, which means pleasant, to Mara, which means bitter. But she made that decision. See, see, you have a choice. I'm going through some bad times, but I'm choosing Pleasantville. That's a choice. Right? It goes past the lip service of, how you doing? Blessed. Too blessed to be stressed. You hush. <laughs> Be honest. How you doing? Not good. Sometimes I'm in Guest Central and somebody comes up. I'm like, hi. They come up real, ah, hi. Give them a big hug. How you doing? Not good. And I'm like, I'm, thank you for being honest. So people come up to me. Life sucks right now. I'm like, that's okay. Thank you for making it to church anyway. And they'll wipe tears out their eyes and get a hug, and there's something about facing life together that feels completely different than facing life alone. <laughs> she, she changes her name. 
Ruth doesn't. Ruth says, you can do what you, I don't, I don't care. Okay, you Mara now? Cool. I'm Ruth. <laughs> Just because you're doing it, I'm not doing it. See, we all need that one person in our life that won't let us off the hook. That, that will be there for us, but won't join the pity party with us. And, 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 if, and if you're honest, those, when you're really in a deep pity party, you don't want those people around. And those are the very people that you need around. Those people cling to you. Don't call me. You too jipper. I called you last time and I told you what I was going through. You trying to cheer me up. And I don't want to be cheered up. And you need that Ruth type person that's like, I don't care. I'm not leaving. Wherever you go, we're going to go through this. You're going to be all right. I don't want to be all right. Girl, shut up. You're going to be all right. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Please write this down. This is just a season. Don't make permanent decisions on temporary seasons. The winters here are mild compared to the East Coast. People that move here from the East Coast laugh at us. We get sleep on the ground, everything shuts down. No school, no work, no nothing. It's only two ice trucks in the whole DFW. And they can't get to every bridge. It's 19 degrees outside and some sleet. We'll all be in for seven days. Walmart is out of canned goods. Right? People on the East Coast is outside walking in it. I'll get to work today. Right? What you would not do is take one season and then, and then throw away all your summer clothes. This is where I live now. I'm not wearing tank top again. This is Texas. Wait 18 minutes. And you will wear that tank top again. It's your choice. Pleasantville or Bitterville? That's your choice. Point number four, please write this down. Don't face life alone. <laughs> Don't face life alone. But please write down this truth. How life happens, changes, and goes on is drastically impacted by who you do life with. It's drastically impacted by who you face life with. You face life with a Ruth type person, whoo, you're gonna get through it. But if you don't have that type of person, it's gonna be drastically different. Please write this down. If you don't have a Ruth in your life, then your life will be ruthless. Say it again. 
if you do not give permission for Ruth to be in your life, then your life will be Ruth-less. I decided to just pull up Ruth in the dictionary. Because I just thought it was going to be a name. And if it was a smart dictionary, it would point right back to the Bible. Instead of someone else. I pull it up. You know what the first definition of Ruth is? Pity or compassion. I did not know you could Ruth people. <laughs> Had no clue. 44 years of living. Had no clue that you could Ruth somebody. You just walk up to them and Ruth them. But I thought to myself, well, this has to be, there has to be an antonym to ruthless, which means no pity or compassion. I've seen ruthless. Mm. I'm not going to ever hang out with nobody named ruthless. What's your name? Ruthless. <laughs> Bye. There's a church down the street you should go to. That's me. No. Um, Ruth means to show compassion. Ruthless means no compassion. Every single one of us needs a Ruth. Somebody that can that can embrace everything life has thrown at us. And still be encouraging enough to say it doesn't have to end like this. Now, you should go read the book of Ruth this afternoon. It's only four chapters. It will not take you long. The, 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 the beautiful ending of the book of Ruth is that, is that Ruth gets married again to a man named Boaz. And Boaz and, and Ruth have a child named Obed. Obed grows up, has a child named Jesse. Jesse grows up and has a child named David. That's a turn of events that you never get to Mara. That is a turn of events that you never get to ruthless. <laughs> Seasons change. Sometimes the good ones change, but the bad ones don't stay as bad. If you choose to walk through them with people who will root for you. You need somebody rooting in your corner. You need somebody that, that, that will be that person that goes, no, 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 no. We're going to make it through this. So after you finish crying, let's go to the mall. I don't want to go out. I want to see happy people. Make me sick. We going to the movies. I don't want to see no movie. Shut up. Get in the car. Don't come over here. I'm not going to answer. I have a key. <laughs> ah. You always leave the back door open. I'm coming in. Don't shoot me. It's Texas. I had to put that up there. Whatever it is, 
Let's face it together. Job change, life changes. Married, divorce, death. Good, bad, ugly. Things going well, things going not so well. Let, let's face that together. Let's not isolate ourselves and contain ourselves, sequester ourselves from the very people that could help us change the perspective of what we got going on around us. I truly believe that this message is going to help someone get through a season that they thought that they thought they couldn't make it. And you might be going, well, I don't I don't really have that go to person. Then I need you to get on your email and type in care at embassycity.com and set up a time to come meet with one of our counselors. Because whatever it is, we can face it together. There is nothing that you can bring to us that we would go, oh, we can't do nothing about that. (laughs) I have a friend that plays a violin, though, and I'll send him to your house. He just, he'll do it for free. Whatever it is, do you hear that? Whatever. I don't care if you did it. Whatever. I don't care if they did it. Whatever it is, we will face it together. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Thank you for listening to our podcast today. If you would like more information on our church, please go to www.embassycity.com. We would love to hear from you. Our prayer is that you have been inspired and transformed. Have a wonderful day and come back again.